Welcome to the Digital Workflow Dentistry Podcast Series. We help dentists adapt, adopt, and advance in the world of dental technology. For more information about upcoming lectures, webinars, and podcasts, please go to our website, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com, and Instagram at Digital Workflow Dentistry. Good afternoon, dental internet world. My name is Dr. Vishal Sharma, and I'm here alongside my friend and colleague, Dr. Mike Parchewski. Mike, the Calgary Stampede starts tomorrow. For those who are not familiar with it, it is the world's greatest outdoor show and a rodeo. So as two cowboy podcasters, we're going to giddy up and we're going to introduce our rock star cowgirl dentist. Mike, take it away. Well, thanks, Vish. And uh, it's good to see you back in the podcast studio. Uh, it's been it's been a little bit. Um, you know, I'd like to say that our... Our hiatus from the podcast studio was due to the beautiful weather, but that has not been the, the situation. Uh, it's more or less finding rubber boots, I think, have been, <laughs> been consuming our time. Today, we have the pleasure of Dr. Christine Matrignolo uh, coming to us, if I, if I pronounce that correctly. He, he did not, yeah. uh, Christina Matrangelo, but nonetheless, uh, when your first name is Mike Christina, you have to sometimes just let mispronunciations go, but when you grow up with the name of Vishal, you're hypersensitive to those yeah, pronunciations. So, That's right. So, so welcome. I, I know her by Christine. I think, uh, you know, she's more, more famous as uh, like a Madonna type character here. So last names don't matter. So um, she's from Edmonton and um, she runs her clinic and with a lot of specialties sides to it, uh, a lot of dense spicerona, a lot of digital dentistry, mm-hmm. but also has a big push on on cosmetic. And uh, she's just somebody that we've uh, we've chatted at dense spicerona world and at different conferences. Uh, we always see her educating, uh, training, um, talking with other dentists, and always getting uh, up to speed on what's the latest technology. So we thought it'd be very exciting to have you in um, for our podcast today. So maybe we'll start off, just tell us a bit about your clinic up in Edmonton and and what you've got going on there. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. I think uh, this all kind of started at the DS World last year when I invited myself on your podcast. (laughs) So I thought it... I thought it was going to be a joke. I'm like, I want to be on your podcast. And lo and behold, here we are. So thanks for having me. Um, So yes, I am uh, situated in Edmonton. And um, I currently work out of a two general practice practices. It's a partnership. Um, And so we um, are really keen on making sure that we don't have to outsource any areas of dentistry and so we liked everything to be in-house from ortho to surgery um, to same day dentistry and so that's kind of our push and our philosophy is that the less we need to outsource um, the more productive we're going to be and so far so good nice now um, maybe i'll just bridge on that again so digital dentistry so just maybe give us a brief overview. Uh, you've you already mentioned crowns in a day, so that means you've got the CRAC and uh, probably a shiny new prime mill there. Um, tell us a bit more about the technology that you've got uh, at your clinic and, and how has not only the digital world helped you with that same day visits, but what else has the digital dentistry done for your clinic growth? Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. Um, a couple of years ago, I was listening to a podcast And um, there was a female dentist by the name of Chris Adlin, and she's out of Vancouver, Washington. And she graduated the same year as I did in 2006. 
And she opened up her first practice in 2009. And from the first year, she actually won the, best, the fastest growing small business award um, four years in a row. And when she was asked what her secret was, because it was just a phenomenal growth in such a short period of time, she said same day dentistry. And I took that and I ran with it. I've been doing Cirex since the beginning of time when it was, you know, the blue cam and red cam. Um, but now with the advances in the technology, I find that we've hit that sweet spot in profitability. So you're able to do same day dentistry and it's profitable. And so I took her kind of advice and I created a philosophy in my practices about same day dentistry. And it has been phenomenal. I think, um, first of all, in kind of society, we're an immediate gratification society. So people don't have a lot of time. And when they want something, they want it done now. And so you cater to that type of mentality and that type of mindset. But also, I've always been a huge proponent of everybody looks at our schedules. Everyone knows in the dental schedule, everything is, is vertical column. So everything is booked vertically. And I've always been a huge proponent of expanding the schedule horizontally. So if an appointment is in there, can we get more production out of that appointment? Not necessarily using more time, but can we offer something within that appointment that's going to increase the production? Can we print a night guard for that patient before they leave that day? Can we prep a crown and have it in their mouth in an hour? Can, is there a way to expand our schedules horizontally instead of vertically so that we're not working more hours? And the digital dentistry has been able to fulfill that um, in, in incredible ways. It keeps patients satisfied um, and it, it keeps the business satisfied. Well, that's an admirable vision, um, Christina. I've not ever quite heard it explained that way. And full disclosure, I'm going to steal that the next time I'm giving a presentation and discuss that uh, vision and, and those ideas. Christine Adlan's a friend of mine, uh, also, uh, you know, phenomenal dentist and, and her passion and drive uh, is contagious. And I can see some similarities between, between the two of you and not just with Mike mispronouncing both of your first names, I'm sure. But um, let's shift focus a little bit. You touched a bit on... Um, sort of adding more within a visit, people looking for instant gratification. I followed your uh, Instagram handle, which you can plug momentarily, and the growth of your facial cosmetics, specifically Botox and filler, quite closely. And we'd love for you to talk about that and just kind of give our listeners an idea as to how Botox and filler factors into your daily practice. Yeah, so I, you know... I, I probably have undiagnosed ADHD, and so I get bored very quickly. So when this whole concept of getting <laughs> dentists trained for aesthetics um, came about, I was like, I'm in. I want to do something different. And it took off. And I think the demand is there. So you're, you're never having to convince patients to get this treatment because the demand is there. It's, it's super popular. Everybody knows about Botox and fillers now. The challenge is to get patients to choose you over the 50 injectors that are in a five kilometer radius. And so in order to do that, I, I really, really pushed on the fact that dentists are the best choice as an injector. Nobody knows the facial anatomy better than a dentist. We inject needles all day long. So we're very, very proficient with the needle. In fact, when I did take courses and Vish, we took a course together actually mm -hmm. on this, but when I did take the courses, um, I remember the instructors coming around and being like, you must be a dentist just because we hold the needle different. We're more proficient with the needle. 
And so I, I really impress that on patients. There's no better person to be injecting your face than somebody who is a expert in the facial anatomy, because that's obviously going to reduce risks. And I also always tell the patients that particularly Alberta dentists are the highest trained injectors in any profession mm-hmm. in any part of the world. Yeah, it's and true. so the, yeah, so the challenge isn't to convince people to get treatment. It's to convince them to come to you instead of the other injectors. Um, and so I think with just educating them and why choose a dentist, I think that's been very, uh, it's been a key component into how I've been able to grow that area of my practice. And it is huge. There are some days that I don't pick up a handpiece. All I do is injections. Yeah, which is remarkable. And so how do you um, market that internally, Christine? I know we've had some conversations about this in years past, and you mentioned your social circle has been a big uh, referring source and a big uh, part of that patient base. But within the internal component within the office, I've always struggled with the aspect on you know, Mike, you look really wrinkly. Have <laughs> you thought about correcting the way your face looks? Uh, Mike never never appreciates that very much. So talk about sort of how uh, that wording works and what you've done that's been successful in your practice. So to be honest, Vish, I've never mentioned it to a patient. Mm-hmm. I rely on um, advertisements. I mean, I, um, I use Galderma products. And so the reps will provide me with posters with very little writing, just information or a before and after. And I have one hanging in each operatory right in front of the patient's chair so that when they're waiting for me or when they're waiting for the anesthetic to kick in, they're kind of just looking around the room. And more often than not, they're asking, what's what's that about? I want that. I want to get rid of those wrinkles. I want my lips to look like that. And so I rely on actually the advertisements in the clinic to start the conversations instead of me personally. Cause I agree with you. That's an awkward conversation. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, you got like, your lips are pretty small. Do you want them bigger? Like that's awkward. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, so I don't, I actually never bring it up to patients. It's good to know. Uh, and uh, certainly a, a fantastic tri- uh, tip and trick. So Mike, I'm sorry for all those times that I uh, had uh, obviously. PTSD <laughs> uh, is kicking in here. I still feel traumatized. Yeah, that's right. And and so, Christina, yeah. obviously you've done a really good job with your social media. We're discussing that uh, practice growth. So for those people who are looking to get involved more so in social media and Instagram, can you talk about some of the uh, tips or tricks or the protocols on how you generate content? Um, is it predominantly self-driven? How do you get your team engaged and involved in that? Yeah, so I do my own um, social media page. And um, I find what people want to see is the before and afters, because if there's any hesitancy in the injectables, it's, am I going to look fake? Mm -hmm. That's what every patient says. Oh, I've been wanting to get my lips done for so long, but I just don't want them to look fake. And because I think a lot of what we see um, in the public eye, if if you can tell somebody's had injections, it's done improperly. Of course. And so the key is you actually shouldn't know that somebody has injections, but people get scared of, you know, the celebrities of the world who look completely pulled back and overfilled. And so what they want to see is they want to see before and afters to give them a level of comfort that I'm not walking out of there with looking like a cat or looking like I have sausages on my lips. Yes. And so I'm similar to veneers really before and after. Exactly. That's exactly it. 
And so I really promote the before and afters and feedback from people who follow my page is that they really enjoy um, the informative posts. So when I'm offering a little bit of education, the difference between a lip flip and lip filler, the difference between Botox and Dysport, and, and for some people, even the difference between filler and, and Dysport or the neuromodulator, because there still is a lot of people who are confused. They lump it in all kind of the same category when they are very different things. And so I think people like to be informed and to be educated. Um, I think where I can kind of improve is more on the videos. I think people like to be engaged on that, um, kind of real-time injections or, you know, just kind of videos of the clinic or a little TikTok here and there. So that's kind of where I'm going to be moving towards. Um, but I have found the before and afters. Most of my most appointments that are generated are actually generated from my Instagram page. Okay. Good oh, nice. Know. Yeah. Um, so let's dovetail this a little bit and, um, you know, maybe Vish, let's, let's talk a little bit about women in <clears throat> dentistry and I, and I, I'll let you introduce this topic Vish, but, um, it's definitely with the dense by Serona and a dense by Serona world, a big push that we're seeing is more women educators and more women lecturers. Um, so right. yeah, take it away Vish. What's, what are you, yeah, well, obviously, um, you know, when we graduated dental school, Mike um, and then myself and then Christina shortly after me, uh, the demographics in, in our class were predominantly male. And obviously in Canada, especially right now, admirably colleges are uh, graduating more female dentists. And Christina has a, a large, beautiful family that she'll tell us a little bit about. And so I think, uh, Christina, some of the questions that we have are, how has dentistry been effective for you in, in being able to uh, have a career at the same time, balance a young family. Um, so why don't we start with that question? Yeah. So I think that's, that's just the key. I think, um, you know, in my younger years, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom, but I also always wanted, knew that I wanted to do something kind of in the medical field per se. And so I juggled between, do I go into medicine? Do I go into dentistry? And the ultimate deciding factor came down to lifestyle. And I wanted to be a present mom. Mm -hmm. So dentistry has really afforded me the ability to have financial stability, but also be able to be very, very present in my kids' lives. Like I coach their sports teams. Um, you know, ever since I've had kids, I've only ever worked a three-day week. And it hasn't really affected my lifestyle. And when people ask me, like when young women ask me going into university, um, how's dentistry? Like, do you like it? I honestly say it's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah, it's, that's a good point. You know, oftentimes when um, people are asking me about the appeal of dentistry and, and gender roles sort of come into play, I'll oftentimes uh, cite the fact that, you know, you're an extremely successful uh, and rising star in the dental career, and you're working three days a week, that would be really challenging as a criminal lawyer, for example, to be able to do that. And, and I think most other professions don't necessarily set up uh, that way. Uh, would you agree with that, uh, Mike, Christina? Yeah, for sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah, my brother's a lawyer, and there is no way that he would be able to accomplish what he's accomplished in his professional life at three days a week. Yeah. There's just no way. What other hurdles do you feel are unique or at least more pertinent to uh, female dentists within the profession? 
I think the work-life balance is a particular challenge for us females. Um, I mean, you know, even though there has been advances, like you said, you know, there's more females than males in the dental class. At the end of the day, we're still the one having the children. Mm -hmm. So there is a period of time that you need to be absent from your career um, once you've had a baby. And it's, I, I always say to people, I feel like my career had three, three starts. One when I first graduated, one after I came back from my mat leave with my first child, and one after I came back with, from my mat leave with my second child. And so we don't have, if you, if you choose to be a female in dentistry who is having children, you don't have that continuation of your career. There are pauses and stops and restarts. Mm -hmm. And that for sure has been quite the challenge. Um, because it's just inevitable. I chose to take an entire year off when I had children, which is um, not common in this field, not common in this profession at all. Usually I would say the average is about three months, but my priority was always going to be being a mom. And so I did choose to take a year off with both kids, but that required me to actually restart my career twice. Interesting. So so with that, um, what maybe some tips for other other women in, in dentistry that are that are either just coming out or um, looking to, to learn from your, from, from what you've accomplished, but what's the mindset that you, you need to be able to handle that? And, and what are some of the management tips on how do you leave a practice and then come back? Like, how do you keep the team engaged? And, and so what are the, some of the things that you've done to be, to come back and be successful again? Um, as in, in a lot of careers, when women leave to have children, there's a lot of careers that don't aren't accepting of them coming back, and um, it can be a real struggle. So, mm -hmm. how have you um, managed that? So, I would have to say, um, my I think my priority and the number one thing that has allowed me to restart my career, you know, twice essentially, is relationships. Relationships are huge. You have to create relationships with your patients and you have to create relationships with your staff members because that relationship is what's going to create loyalty. And it's funny because the girls at work always, it, it's, a, it's a running joke because every time a patient calls to book an appointment with me, they always say the same thing. I know Christina personally. And, you know, my, my admin yesterday was like, it is impossible that you have this many close friends. Like, it's impossible. But every time someone calls, they're like, I know Christina personally. And I think it's that ability to create those relationships where they truly do feel like your friend. Um, they're going to be more understanding. They're going to stay loyal to you. And I think when you have a team that's loyal to you, where they see value in what they have, um, that's, that's actually going to allow them to continue to run things while you do take that pause. And in terms of mindset, I mean... I, I really believe that you need to find your why. You need to love what you do. For every day that we're in the clinic, we trade a day of our lives. We trade a day of our lives for every day that we're in the clinic. And it has to be worth it. It has to be worth it. Because the days that I'm here, I'm, I'm taking time away from my kids. I'm taking time away from my hobbies. I'm taking time away from my friends and family. And I have to make it worth it. So when I'm here, I have to truly love what I'm doing. And that's why I think I've invested a lot in, you know, digital dentistry and injections and things that just really drive me and really create a sense of satisfaction when I'm here. Yeah, I like that. That's why I have people say to me, why do you uh, have your Taneo chair 
um, it's comfortable. It makes you feel good. It's like I'm right. I'm in a in a Ferrari for the day. Um, that's right. been, you know that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Well, Christina, that was a very eloquent answer. And I think you actually intercepted Mike's next question on how to manage the team and how to grow the practice. Uh, You know, I've been following your interactions with your team via social media, and I must say they are admirable. You can see how the team has certainly taken um, a a drawing and liking and uh, obviously a love for the work environment. So Mike, something for you and I to certainly uh, aspire to. Uh, And speaking of aspirations... um, we're very excited to see where your teaching career is going to to, to take you. You're obviously extremely well-spoken, uh, have a lot to offer. Uh, I know you have a young family that you're balancing with that, but where will we see your educational uh, or lecturing or teaching career going, Christina? Yeah, so that's kind of the next chapter, I think, of my career. Um you know, I don't think you can do it all at once, but you can definitely do it all at different times. And so now that my kids are a little bit older and in school full time, um, I, I think that the next stage is going to be getting on the lecture circuit. So I've just onboarded with uh, Densefly Serona as a KOL and I did my first speaking engagement last month and I'm looking forward to more of that and just talking about the digital dentistry and uh, I'm also part of a women in dentistry group mm-hmm. that just started as well. And so I'm looking forward to that, just, you know, organizing events, um, speaking on digital dentistry, but as well as just creating these practices that are really satisfying, both personally and professionally. Yeah, I like that angle. Yeah, we're excited to, uh, to see that. Mike, uh, any other questions before we wrap up? No, I think um, um, we've both been inspired by, mm-hmm. by you, um, you know, and, and not just as a woman, a woman in dentistry that's kicking ass, but also somebody just as a, a dentist um, leader, um, you know, uh, I feel like you're somebody that we've, we're constantly able to learn from. I know even this brief conversation, um, some of your practice management philosophies mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and, and ring true. And um, now, now we're going to, not myself in COVID going horizontal, but we're going to try to get my schedule going horizontal. How about you? Right. Anything else to add? I, I've, you know, we don't oftentimes pass out uh, compliments that aren't uh, justified. So, no, I've, I've certainly been inspired. You're very, very well spoken, and uh, certainly in a professional setting, normally we interact over uh, champagne and cocktails in Las Vegas. So, this is certainly a different aspect to see you on. But I've been inspired. I'm going to grow my hair out, uh, dye it brown, and change my last name to an Italian last name. That's how inspiring this has been for me. Um, Christina, thanks so much. And as we say in Calgary, we're excited to see you on the lecturing circuit. So giddy up cowgirl. Right on. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You take care and thanks everybody for tuning in. And again, to follow us, uh, please click subscribe and like, and at digital workflow dentistry is our Instagram handle, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com for any upcoming lectures and dates. And, uh, you guys take it easy and thank you.